You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by my best friend, Ben Weir. How's life, my man? Hey, it's going, man. It's going. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's been a pretty good week. We'll be recapping all that took place this past weekend in the world of college football, at least with the top 25 teams like we usually do in their opponents that they played. We'll start off with the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, in a game that could have easily been a trap game as they look ahead to their huge showdown with Tennessee. The Bulldogs did what they were supposed to do and beat the Florida Gators 42-20. Ben, it's too bad this rivalry wasn't what it's been in the past. Yeah, I know. And honestly, Florida had looked pretty good early on in the year, and then they just really haven't gotten anything, any momentum ever since then. But yeah, I mean, this game was basically over by halftime. Uh, Florida did at least make it kind of a game, but then, I mean, Georgia basically put it the nail in the coffin in the third quarter with their touchdown. But yeah, I mean, obviously hoping for a better game with Georgia-Florida, but Georgia was just all dominant, very dominant this game. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Florida had that big upset win at home opening weekend against Utah. Utah was ranked seventh at the time, and then, yeah, just after that, really haven't looked like the same team ever since. So, yeah, definitely too bad this one wasn't more competitive, but Georgia took care of business. Well, number two, Ohio State had their biggest test of the season going into Nittany Lion country, which happens to be one of the toughest places to play in the whole country, and came out with a win, beating number 13 Penn State 44-31. The Buckeyes were actually trailing in the fourth quarter before scoring, get this, 28 in the final period to put this one away. This was in big thanks to Tumalawu, who had six tackles, three for loss, two sacks, two fumble recoveries, and two interceptions. One, he returned to the house for a pick six touchdown. Ben, that has to go down as one of the greatest individual defensive performances we've ever, we've ever seen. Uh, it's just like a prelude to the defensive player of the week. <laughs> I mean, he might as well get it. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll just give it to him right now. Like, just don't even worry. Just get it out of the way. I mean, it was phenomenal, dude. And yeah, I'm I'm sure you were a little bit concerned going into the fourth quarter, but like Happy Valley, that's a terrible place to play. Horrible place to play. But yeah, you guys came out victorious. I mean, again, you guys are still still have the injuries on with Smith Nuzigba. I mean, he still has been playing four weeks in a row now. So like, you're still chucking along and doing well. And I would say like probably one of your first tests against on the road, at least again in Penn State, did well, did great. Um, Stroud still playing well, offense still clicking. Yeah, I mean, but both quarterbacks had a good game. You know, it was back and forth, back and yeah. forth. Um, but yeah, definitely the four, the fourth quarter had me nervous there. You know, they're trailing 21-16. I'm like, all right, guys, let's let's stop playing around a little bit. Let's get going. And then they just exploded. So glad they were able to come away with the win there. Well, number three, Tennessee had no problems focusing on the task at hand as they thumped number 19, Kentucky, 44-6. to Ben, we mentioned last week the possibility of the Vols overlooking the Wildcats as they await Georgia, but that was clearly not the case. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, they, sorry, Mark. Just, yeah, sorry, Mark. Congrats on the baby, though. But yes. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Tennessee just—I mean—they dominated them. And Hendon Hooker, if he's not already the front runner for the Heisman, he, he better be because he's been phenomenal this year. Just absolutely destroyed Kentucky. And this could have easily—I mean, same thing with Georgia. Could have easily been a trap game. Looking ahead to Georgia. I mean, but they just just dominant. And then they actually got their best receiver back, Cedric Tillman, first time back already. But, I mean, they've already got, it looks like a new number one with Hyatt. That dude's been 
scoring touchdowns left and right every single week. So fantastic game by them. I uh, can't wait for the weekend for Georgia and Tennessee. Well, in a hated rivalry game in bragging rights for the state of Michigan, the number four Wolverines hosted and beat the visiting Spartans 29-7 in a no-contest game. Michigan State seemed to put up more of a fight post-game than they did during the actual game. <laughs> no. <laughs> you did not just say that. <laughs> I did, and I, I actually like Michigan State. So, I mean, my, I dad's, my dad's a Spartan fan, and when I'm not cheering for Ohio State, you know, I usually pull for the Spartans, so... It hurt my heart yep. to see them acting that way, but just absolutely unacceptable. I'm really glad Michigan State took action, though, and suspended all the players involved. At first, there was only four, Agreed. and I'm like, okay, there was a lot more than four guys in that video. Yep. So thankfully, that number continues yep. to grow as there's more evidence coming out, more people studying the video. So just to be on top of that and just disciplining those players because they definitely deserve yep. it. What I don't get, though, Ben... Yeah. is why in the world do you only have one tunnel? Like, poor planning when they originally built the stadium because that should be a requirement so you avoid things like this. I've never heard of only having one tunnel. And as big of a school as Michigan is and the money they have coming in there, you can't tell me they couldn't afford to add a separate tunnel for the visiting team. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty sure this is the second time I've heard of this this year. I, I know this one was worse than the other game. Penn State. But like, yeah, why? Are, Two, yeah, Penn State, that's right, that's right, that's who it was. Yeah, a few yes, weeks ago. Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand it, man. I mean, these schools are filthy rich. Like, how can you not have two tunnels? Or let's let's just be smart and let's, you know, let one team go ahead of the other team first. Genius. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's not hard to figure this out. Maybe make extend halftime for five more minutes. It's not going to kill you. Get all the commercials in there. No big deal. I don't know, man. I just never understood that at all. Well, number seven, TCU continued their winning ways, beating West Virginia 41-31. Dugan had another solid performance for the Horned Frogs, throwing for 341 yards and three touchdowns. He did have an interception. Ben, the Horned Frogs had four plays of 50 or more yards with three of them going for touchdowns. I, I really am cheering really hard behind this team, man. I, I just love a team that doesn't typically get there. And the Horned Frogs, man, I mean, Dugan has been great this year. Just the whole team has been fantastic. They've got a couple decent games still to get past in the Big 12 to get before the Big 12 championship game if they can get there. But I'm, I'm really cheering hard for this team. They're, they're I feel like they're the, the real deal, man. So I, I hope they make it. Well, number eight, Oregon continued to ride the arm of Bo Nix, who threw for 412 yards and three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but it didn't really matter as the Ducks beat California 42-24. Ben, what'd you make of this performance by Nix and the Ducks? I mean, again, just they just keep winning. They just find a way to win and everything. Uh, he's playing better. Uh, I feel like I just feel like they're gonna. They could easily. They're. I mean, honestly, could sneak in to the to the final four if they can just keep getting this going. And just it's just so baffling with how bad they played that first week, but. Yeah, I mean, great job for Oregon just, just to keep on fighting. I mean, I don't think anybody thought California was going to be in this game, and it was, I think, maybe a little bit closer than what people thought it was going to be. But no, good job for Oregon again. Well, in a game that I had to triple-check the score to make sure I was reading it right, number 22, Kansas State smacked the crap out of number 9, Oklahoma State, behind Howard, who had nearly 300 yards and four touchdowns. Then the Cowboys finally crack into the top 10, and they lay a goose egg to a Big 12 rival. The, yeah, I, I mean, you said it, man. When you said triple check because I looked at the score and I was like, they haven't even scored yet, and it's the fourth quarter, and they're getting beat by like over forty. What in the world's going on? Because Kansas State didn't even have their starting quarterback. Adrian Martinez wasn't even playing for this game, so like, I, I just didn't understand it. Like, I get it; it's in Kansas State. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to beat a team on the road, you know, conference games. But like, 
Spencer Sanders has been around. I mean, he's a senior. Like, I, I didn't understand this game at all, but hats off to Kansas State. <laughs> just massacre, you know. Speaking of another team who just found themselves in the top 10 before quickly departing is number 10, Wake Forest, as they allowed the Louisville Cardinals to beat them 48-21. Ben, what were your thoughts on this one? Embarrassing. Very embarrassing. I mean, Florida State beat Louisville, so there's no excuse for Wake Forest not to beat them. I mean, again, I know this is another game on the road. Again, tough to win a conference game on the road, but Louisville has not looked good all year. So Wake Forest getting beat by 27, it's, it's embarrassing. Louisville scored 35 points in the third quarter, and that was that was the only scoring they even needed. So it's it just embarrassing. There was a two-way tie last week for 10, so also number 10-ranked USC got all they could handle from Arizona, but managed to come away with the win 45-37, thanks to Williams throwing for 411 yards and five touchdowns. Then USC's worked so hard to get back into the top 10, so it's good they didn't lose it just like that. I mean, they wanted to, for sure. (laughs) They were definitely uh, on the cusp there. But, I mean, yeah, they at least, they found a good team, found a way to win, uh... I, I was very surprised to see this score because I did not expect Arizona to give up this much of a fight. But yeah, good job for USC just to hang on and to, to keep trucking along. Number 12, UCLA ran away from Stanford 38-13 and they were literally running all day long as Charbonnet had 21 carries for 198 yards and three touchdowns. Then rushing for almost 200 yards is quite the feat, especially doing it on not that many carries. Yeah, I mean, he, dude, he averaged 10 yards a carry. That's the first down a carry. Like, that's insane. <laughs> but, I mean, UCLA got back to the ground and pound, and I feel like that's what has gotten them to where they are this year. I mean, I know DTR has been great as far as a quarterback for them, but Charbonnet has been fantastic for them as well. So good to see them get back on track. Number 14, Utah beat Washington State 21-17 in last Thursday night's game. And what was most impressive about this win for the Utes is that it was backup quarterback Bryson Barnes leading them to victory. Yeah, I didn't get to see the whole game. I saw I saw the start of the game, but I didn't even hear what happened to Cam Rising. And the announcers kept saying, oh, I think this guy's just in for like one play or something like that. Bryson Barnes is just in for one play. Uh, no, he played the whole game. <laughs> so, And then they came out with something about an injury or something like that. But yeah, super impressive for a backup quarterback who hasn't played going on the road against Washington State and winning. So, great job. Well, happy birthday, Quinshawn Junkins, who on his 19th birthday rushed for 205 yards while his quarterback Jackson Dart threw three darts for touchdowns and number 15, Old Miss, won 31-28 over Texas A&M. Ben, what were your thoughts on this game? R- really good. And I, I feel like a, the, the biggest surprise, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but the biggest the terrible team of the year that probably should have been up there in the top five is Texas A&M. I mean, we just, like we said before, we just never knew what we were going to get. Their offense just hasn't, hadn't ever clicked really this whole year. Their defense had been their best part of it, but Jackson Dart, I'm glad they got back to where, um, to winning again, but yeah, it can happy birthday to him, man. 200 yards rushing is a pretty good birthday present. Notre Dame upset your number 16 ranked Syracuse Orange 41-24, which gave Syracuse their second loss in back-to-back weeks. Ben, you had to know this game wasn't going to go well as your quarterback threw a pick six on the very first play from scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it did not go well, and he got benched, rightfully so, because he did not play well. I, I mean, this is kind of a carryover from the Clemson game. He, he didn't look really, honestly, that well playing against Clemson. 
So uh, they, the Irish just dominated us rushing the ball. I mean, they did. They didn't really pass the ball well. Drew Pine only threw 19 passes, had a touchdown and a pick. I mean, but they had 56 carries for 246 of the team. Definitely just dominated Syracuse. And I'm honestly shocked Syracuse is still even ranked right now. To be real with you. Yeah. Well, number 17, Illinois easily took care of business against lowly Nebraska, winning 26-9. Ben, the Cornhuskers are one of those teams that everyone else in the Big Ten loves to beat up on. <laughs> yeah, strictly your calendars, man, for when you see Nebraska because it's the win. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Illinois, though, is surprise, uh, a surprising 7-1. and one. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about them. I, I'd be, I, if I'm recalling correctly, Tommy DeVito is actually a transfer from Syracuse. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a surprising seven and one. Maybe they'll give Michigan a run for their money, but it, that would be in a big house. So I, I don't see that happening. Well, Illinois is in that weaker conference too, or weaker division of the Big Ten yeah. in the West. I mean, they've got a good shot of winning and coming out of that that division and representing, you know, in the Big Ten championship game. So it'd be cool to see somebody besides Wisconsin or Iowa in that Big Ten championship now. They're probably going to get blown yeah. out by either Ohio State or Michigan, whoever ends up on the other side. But hey, at least they made it there. So true. Yeah, let's give let's give them their props. All right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, after getting lucky last week and surviving, luck was not on their side this week as number twenty Cincinnati lost twenty five twenty one to UCF. Then you play with fire long enough, you're going to get burned, and that's exactly what I feel like happened to the Bearcats after nearly escaping last week. Yeah, I mean, they're nowhere near what they were last year, and I still didn't really respect them being ranked this year either. I feel like there's a lot of a lot better teams behind them that are way better than they are, but you're 100% right. I mean, they had been playing close games probably all year long. Finally bit them in the butt at the end. I mean, I know they had a good drive to take the lead, but then UCF came right back and uh, scored that touchdown. So, But yeah, I mean, when like you said, when you play with fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> so they finally did. Number 21, North Carolina's quarterback, May, had a huge day throwing for five touchdowns in route to a 42-24 win over Pittsburgh. And what were your thoughts on UNC after this game? Yeah, great game. I mean, they've, I feel like, quietly have had a pretty decent year so far this year. So, like, great job for them being at home. I, I think May has been a very great quarterback for them. One loss to Notre Dame definitely could have been a win. Uh, so, I, honestly, they've, they've had a really, I just feel like a really quiet year. But no, great job for North Carolina. For the second straight home game, number 24, North Carolina State found itself down double digits after halftime. And just as before, they responded and snuck past Virginia Tech 22-21. Ben, do you feel that the Wolfpack were lucky to get out of there with a win? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. With Virginia Tech blew this game. I mean, they were up 21-3 to almost at the end of the third quarter. And <laughs> Nancy State came all the way back and scored it. 12 in the fourth. Uh, so, I mean, very surprised here that Virginia Tech won. I, I saw the score, uh, another Thursday night game, and I was like, oh, well, Virginia Tech's going to beat them. And then I saw the score Friday, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I thought with the backup quarterback for NC State. So, very surprised. Virginia Tech hasn't been playing well this year. So, I guess it's not as surprising that they blew it, but definitely should have won this game. Well, number 25, South Carolina has found out just how hard it is to get ranked and stay ranked after losing 23-10 to Missouri. Ben, this is a solid win for the Tigers who were playing on the road in this contest. Yeah, I mean, very, very impressive for them. Uh, the team that almost upset Georgia, which probably should have upset Georgia. Uh, but yeah, good job for beating South Carolina. I think this was the third team 
was this the third team this week that got upset that just got ranked? I feel like almost maybe the second team. But yeah, it's it's once you get there, it's hard to hard to stay in the top twenty five. Well, with that being said, we'll go ahead and read off the top twenty five rankings in the AP poll. Georgia number one, Tennessee two, Ohio State tied at two with Tennessee, Michigan four, Clemson five, Alabama six, TCU seven, Oregon eight. USC up a spot to 9, UCLA up 2 spots to 10, Ole Miss up 4 spots to 11, Utah up 2 spots to 12, Kansas State up 9 spots to 13 after their big win, Illinois climbs 3 more spots up to 14, LSU jumps 3 spots to 15, Penn State slides down 3 to 16, North Carolina up 4 to 17, Oklahoma State down 9 spots to 18, Tulane up another 4 spots to 19, Wake Forest, 10 spots down to 20. NC State up 3 to 21. Syracuse down 6 to 22. And from not ranked to ranked 23, Liberty 24, Oregon State, and 25, UCF. Well, despite that being the AP top 25 rankings, the one that really matters was revealed for the first time this past week, and that is the first unveiling of the college football playoff rankings, which actually shuffled things up a little bit. Rocky Top sits atop the standings as Tennessee claims the number one spot. Ohio State is number two, followed by Georgia at number three and Clemson at number four. Lurking is Michigan at five and Alabama at six. I honestly agree with those rankings, and I'm happy they gave Tennessee the credit they deserve as they've beaten, Ben, get this, five top 25 teams and are the only team to do that this year. In 14 years from 2008 to 2021, Tennessee had a total of 10 AP Top 25 wins. In less than two months in 2022, the Vols have already won five against Top 25 teams. Ben, do you agree with the committee's first crack at the top four playoff spots? Yeah, I definitely agree with Tennessee. Like, no question. I was super happy. I was, well, I was really surprised to actually see the committee choose them. I I thought for sure they would go with Georgia, but Tennessee deserves it. I mean, Tennessee just freaking beat Alabama. So, like, 100% 100% Tennessee deserves it. Um, I don't disagree with that at all. The only one I question, and you're not going to like this, I question Georgia and Ohio State. But I, I see that. I see that. But I think what helped Ohio State is that Notre Dame was ranked fifth when they played them. And then that's their second-ranked team compared to Georgia, who's really only beaten Oregon. But Oregon keeps helping Georgia's case because Oregon keeps winning. And now they're in the top ten. But – I, I don't disagree that Ohio State isn't the num- not you know one of the top four teams in the in the league this year because they 100 percent are and they're not even firing in all cylinders with you know the receiving core being hurt so it, it's very dangerous but yeah that was the only one I had a question on but I'm not saying that I necessarily disagree. Well, obviously the huge game this week between Georgia and Tennessee is going to shuffle things yeah. up. You know, whoever wins, whoever loses, um, definitely will change some things next week uh, for the committee. Ben, do you have a prediction going into this game? Who you think is going to get it done? Ooh. So tough, man. Georgia's at home. So I know Georgia's super tough at home, but I just really like this Tennessee team. I'm going to, I'm just, I just, I don't know. I like them too much to not pick them. I'm going to go Tennessee over Georgia. Yeah. You got, by how much? Oh, how much? Okay. All right. Oh, man. Makes it a little more fun that way. Really? I know, really on the spot here. Okay, um, Georgia's defense is pretty good. I'm going to say Tennessee puts up 27 and Georgia puts up 20. Yeah, let's go with that. Sounds good. 27-20. So, 
Yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna flip it because my, my heart okay. my heart is telling me Tennessee, and that's what I'm gonna be rooting for. But my head okay. is telling me Georgia, yep. so I'm gonna go. And again, Georgia's okay. playing at home, like you said. So I'm gonna go with Georgia by a touchdown. Okay. I'll say 35-28, just in a like shootout. You I know, like they're that. both gonna be putting up some points, so. They both have high-powered yeah. offenses, but yeah, I say Georgia with being at home, they're just going to get a little bit more. That crowd's going to help them mm-hmm. just a little extra, put them over the top, but I'll be cheering for Tennessee, and, when, and if Tennessee wins, I will be very happy. Live there for oh, a yeah. few years, yeah. got a lot of friends that are still there, Vols fans, so uh, lo- love to see it. I don't know if you saw the viral video of the security guard dancing with the cheerleaders. No, I, didn't, I, I need to I, send, no, I need I to send that to you. It's pretty funny because Definitely. he's standing there like in the way of their routine and they're trying to get him okay. to move. And he's like, no, 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 I got to stand here. I got to do my job. And like one of the guy cheerleaders comes over. He's like, man, you got to move. He's like, no, 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 no. And then he goes back and all of a sudden he starts dancing with them. So it's like, it's a planned oh, thing, but it's really cool. And he, nah. I mean, he's good. He's, he's right yeah. with them the whole time or whatever. And then at the end, you know, he like waves to the crowd, gets a standing ovation, the whole thing. So oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you. But, but that's going to do it for this college football week nine recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.